Deep Tank is funded by listeners like you. Put your red shirt on and a brown coat too. Everybody's joining the crew. To the Geek Tank. The Rocky Mountain Geek Tank. Hi, I'm Guy. Hi, I'm Troy. Hi, I'm Chelsea. And this is Geek Tank Live Season 5. Season 5. And on tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about loot boxes. Yes. Loot boxes. Our theme for the month is surprise. 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 Except these are not nice surprises so much. No. At least not to me. But you are surprised. <clears throat> I mean, surprise can be good and bad. It can really be good and bad. Definitely. I can see that. So we're going to uh, define and take a little bit of a look at the history of what loot boxes are. Mm -hmm. So a loot box, in case you aren't aware, it's uh, in video games, a loot box or a loot crate or loot prize or a prize crate is a one-time use virtual item which can be redeemed to receive a randomized selection of other virtual items or quote-unquote loot. Mm -hmm. This item can range from customization options for your avatar, like hair, hats, Clothing, clothing, guns, um, and guns, all the way games. up to game-changing equipment such as weapons and armor, yeah. which that's where a lot of people's sticking points are is, hey, you're really good at this game because you bought a loot box and now have an awesome weapon. And so um, so what I think we want to try to aim to do in the next hour is to kind of educate people on what loot boxes are, a little bit about their history, and help them make an educated and reasoned decision on them based <laughs> off of the evidence we provide. And uh, talk a tiny bit about the uh, the legislation that's possibly going to come into play about it. Definitely. And um, I know this has been coming into the light. Um, we've had loot boxes since 2004. So it's been, it's been a long time. It's been over a decade that we've had loot boxes in our games. And the biggest thing here in particular is the concern over children gambling. And this whole kind of blow up happened recently because of Fortnite, which is a free to play game. Um, but again, you can pay for skins and weapons and all these things. Like, it's the new thing, right? It's the new Minecraft, essentially. But in Fortnite, you can pay for things. You can pay for special weekend packages and bonuses. And it's just become a big concern for parents in particular. Um, it's a big... Wow, I thought I had that... Oh, I turned it up so that way I could hear... Oh, so you could hear. Um, it's a big concern for people who have gambling habits... Um, I am always concerned when there's a loot box in a game because I don't gamble well because there's no return for me. It's not good enough. I want what I want. I'm very picky and I'm very proud of it. So if you don't give me what I want, then I'm not going to pay for your stupid loot box. She's pushy. I'm so pushy. And if you're uh, her boyfriend, you should take that into account. <laughs> We're just saying. We're looking at you, man. I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has. <laughs> I demanded a Wind Waker. For my birthday, and I'm probably going to get it in a new GameCube, so I'm quite content with that. That's what I wanted, and it's what I'm getting, and I like it. So, uh. so uh, going back a little bit about loot boxes, before loot boxes existed in video games, you were mentioning that uh, earlier before we started recording about uh, Gashupan. Yeah, Gachu oh or Gachu Gachu capsules. Some people call them like Gacha, Gacha Pawn. Huh, I've I heard gotcha. that as well. You spend five bucks on a piece of plastic that you don't want. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Gashapon, there, there's a, an entire store in Akihabara for mm -hmm. Gashapon, which I find fascinating. Like, 
four stories. Mm -hmm. Does it look like a capsule? No. It totally should. <laughs> it should. But they they will go and they will buy out a Gashapon machine mm -hmm. and then break open all the capsules and then sell them in this store. Right. For like, you know, 100 yen or 200 yen more than what for they sure. paid for it. Because you're getting what you want. Um, this happens a lot with BTS albums as well, where you get randomized photo cards and gifts depending on a specific member in the different packages. So people will pay for guaranteed slots of their guaranteed bias, who they want in there, or they'll pay to just get a random one and here's their first and second dibs if you can. And they'll pay less for that than they did for the, I want this one. Right, and that, this so, goes even further back to baseball cards. Yeah, in gum. And the, the gum's always there. Right. I just love that there was gum, gum in baseball yeah. packs. It's such an iconic thing. And, it's, uh, and of course, they carried that concept of getting random stuff in a pack to collectible card games, with Magic Gathering being the first one that I'm aware of, mm -hmm. cashing in that model. And the, uh, there's this whole aspect to opening something that you're unaware of, or for people who get into this, it's the uncertainty as its own reward. Mm -hmm. So not what you're getting, it's the experience of like being excited about it. And it feeds into the dopamine, the, uh, the neurotransmitters the brain releases during enjoyable activities, released in the situations where the reward is uncertain, and then it reinforces your risk-taking behavior, especially when you get something that you wanted. Mm -hmm. And then when you don't get it, it in a weird way, it reinforces it in a negative aspect because it makes you want to try again because you're chasing that, the dopamine high, and you're chasing the prize that you're after. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the big thing about physical items is it's so easy to take, like, magic cards, um, Gashapon, um, the BTS albums, and reselling them Secondary on market. eBay and whatever other trade. trader website. Yeah, so that you can get what you want. So oh, that I got another Dumbledore. <laughs> so that's, like, super easy, right? So you're, like, everybody's happy in that sense, and you can maybe make a little bit of money so that you can buy another one and maybe get what you want. So it really just depends. Mm -hmm. But with video games, the thing here is that things are usually tied to your account. Um, I know in World of Warcraft a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away um, in the land that was original WoW, which is out now, by the way, um, you could grind essentially and then trade items. I don't know if you still can trade items in WoW, but in games like Overwatch, once you get like a skin from opening a crate, and this is also kind of a loot box in that sense because you've played enough to earn a crate, a level up crate, and you never know what's going to be in that crate. And so you get skins or items or coins so that you can buy what you want. It really just depends on what you get. Um, and I hate that system about Overwatch, which is why I don't play it very often. Because there are so many characters now, and I only play a specific set of about seven or eight that I'm ever going to use these skins for, that I find it infuriating that they don't prioritize the people you play the most. Right. I get they're trying to like get you to try other characters. You have not met me. Well, I'm so stubborn. <laughs> and there, there are like in Black Desert Online, which is the one that I play. Mm -hmm. You can. There are certain things you can trade, and there are certain things you can't trade. And it's remarkably infuriating what it is. Is it very random? It feels random. Okay. There are things like Kevin is building a boat. He's been building a boat for about four months now. It takes a long time to build a boat. Is he gonna go uh, out and shrimp with the boat? I don't know. We're going to go sailing somewhere. 
Well, we're, we haven't figured out where. What, we what's the, the advantage of building a boat in that game? It's on an island. So okay. It's a big island, but there are other islands out. Gotcha. Okay, so you're ocean. just trying to get to the other lands. Yeah, we, gotcha, so we gotcha, can gotcha. get to other locations with a boat. Mm-hmm. But you can rent a boat. But Kevin wants to build the boat because Kevin's stubborn that way. Anyway, <laughs> so I went out with him at one point in time because he needs, you know, four billion logs in order to build a boat. So he's been spending weeks chopping wood out in the forest. Yeah. Right? Okay, no problem. So I went and helped him one day. I was like, you know what? This can go faster if both of us are out there chopping wood. And I went and chopped wood. Then I found out you can't trade wood. <gasps> you can't trade wood. So like a I basic spent, resource? Right, a basic resource. We, so we spent all day chopping wood, and now I've just got a whole bunch of wood that I've got to go sell. Have you tried can just you, dropping it? Yeah, can you drop no, it, it and have away. other players? Oh, my god! It goes away. Wow, that's very interesting. So it's like weird what they decide to do and what not to do. Can now, you build on, on his second, boat? No, I can't. I can't well, I mean, can't. I can't do anything. I can't help him. He has to do it all by his lows himself. Wow. Nothing there. Nothing I can do can help him. Now, on the other hand, the loot boxes there are bought with pearls. And it's uniforms, costumes, things like that. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the art in Black Desert Online is gorgeous. The gameplay is gorgeous. That's why we play it. Okay. It's one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and so, you know, you, they've got all these beautiful little costumes for your cute little characters. Right. Right? And so... I mean, you know, but you can buy those and sell those on the market. Mm-hmm. I can trade them to you. Okay. So we can purchase things for real cash and trade it to you, but you and I can't help each other build a boat. Very strange. So it's like, I don't know what, what, why would you do that? Now, I can, I can think, I can see why, because I was about to recommend before you told the whole part about where you went to help him. I was like, why doesn't he outsource and hire some people to go out? and get wood for them and then buy it with in-game gold as opposed to out of real-world money. But that's probably why. They don't want people collaborating and working together to build an empire, which sucks. Yeah. Which would be, like, the bestest thing ever. Uh-huh. I mean, that would be, like, a cool thing. It would be like EVE Online, where gotcha. there, are, there are factions and yes. entire groups tootle around. Entire governments and right. nations yeah, building. And okay. nation building on EVE Online. For me, the closest thing to the first time... Do you want to time... check the video really quickly? Something's going on with it, but you were saying the first time? Uh, the first time for me would have been uh, Diablo 2 uh-huh. because that was one of the first multi-online player games I played where I was interacting with strangers in a world where you you get things randomly because creatures drop things randomly. Okay. And then so you could trade them. But there was a whole secondary black mm-hmm. market where people okay. would sell the things they find for real money. Oh. And so you'd go in game, and you could, um, what do they call it, grinding? Uh, We're good. It's just one person. To get all the cool loot, and then they would go on eBay and other places and sell it, and then you'd go onto the account and get Ew. That, which I think it's just Emily that can't see us. I mean, there are also people who will make WoW accounts and buffer up characters and then sell them and just sell you the login information, which I think they've put their foot down on as well, but oh my god. Yeah, You're I mean, going to have other people I, do all that work for you. Like, what's the point, is my question at that if point. If you're willing to pay 90 bucks. That's that's a good chunk of change, bucks. though. I'm then, sorry. Because you know, I would do that. That's like two months of groceries for me. That's, yeah, but I mean, I'd do that. Or if, a month if, of groceries, I, I, I would spend say. a day or two leveling up a character if you paid 100 bucks for it. For sure. I mean, I can get now. I can get a Black Desert online well, she's, character. She's saying too. who would pay the money for it. Like, not who, who would, would pay that money? 
obviously that's always my there question are like, weird, there are weird things that I have discovered in life like so many how people, babies are made yeah that <laughs> I still don't know how that one works so um Guy and I actually used to play a game called Champions Online, uh-huh. and that was one of the first places where I'd seen loot crates drop, but they always had stuff in them that um, were part of the game that I didn't bother with, so I just hoarded them and never used them for anything, and I have no idea if my account is still in existence, uh, but that's, um, I, I would still have all those loot boxes, I guess if it is. I wonder if I can even remember my password. They probably purged those after a certain amount of time. They do, yeah. They purged my WoW account after five years. Um, so let's let's back up a second and yes. really um, talk about a little bit more of the, the history. Because I know we all have a history with loot boxes. Um, <laughs> but but there's, there's some gnarly history in, in the middle here. Um, so the f- very first game... Um, to loot box. To loot or not to loot? That is the question. <laughs> I've had that problem before. I, I end up fluting instead because that works. So let's see. I'm just trying to find where I put my notes. So they're mainly uh, they mainly started an MMO or MMO, MMORPG, which is massive multiplayer, multiplayer online, online role playing game. Yeah. Which is um, sort of my domain of gaming. Now. So it's it's a way that they can put things into free-to-play games uh, just to get people to kind of help pay for the servers. Right. And so the there was a gachapon ticket haha, in the Japanese version of MapleStory. So that started in June 2004, and they were the price of 100 Japanese yen per ticket, which I'm not sure how much that is. It's USD. a dollar. It's a dollar. Okay, perfect. Thank you. that. Uh-huh. Back when you guys were in Japan. Yeah, Maple Story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we were working It's like that. a side-scroller thingy. Yeah, it was um, kind of weird. We didn't see them for a while, and then they came back in 2007 with a Chinese free-to-play game, ZT Online, or... Oh, I'm going to butcher this. Zengtu? I Isn't hope I- that's it. Um, uh, so, essentially... Um, a lot of people in Asian countries, a lot of players, gamers, would not buy pay-to-play games like b- the new Borderlands or things like that. And so they were pirating copies or playing free uh, versions in internet cafes. Right. So they made the free-to-play game so players could still play and then drew them in with the incentive. And actually, um, you know, if it's not a randomized loot box, mm-hmm. I'm actually all on board with this. I've spent quite a bit of money, relatively speaking, on Black Desert Online over the last three years mm-hmm. that I've been playing. Probably yeah. enough to justify 60 bucks worth of a game. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my character now has better armor, but the armor class itself is the same. She hasn't changed her armor class. It just looks better. You know, so it's all aesthetics. Right, it's, it's completely aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And since the game is so pretty, that makes logical sense. For sure. You know. And like now, um, things kind of rolled in in the U.S. through Zynga, which is the Facebook game makers. They make a ton of games. They I played like on Zynga. I played Vampire Wars and Farmville. And Vampire Wars was like a basic text-based game for the most part. 
Farmville was more like, use this to build your farm. What's interesting about those is more than the loot boxes, it's, it's you get X number of actions a day. Mm-hmm. And so a lot, a lot of times what they're selling you is a chance to spend real money to buy more actions yeah. to complete something. The uh, Star Trek game that came out not too long ago has that function of like, okay, you want to upgrade your weapons on your Starbase? Sure, it'll be ready tomorrow. Or you can do it now for five bucks. Yeah. Right. And those are, um, and then these MMOs and um, MMOBA, MOBA, MOBAs, um, multiplayer online battle arena games started doing this uh, just to help grow their player player base. So the first two were Star Trek Online and Lord of the Rings Online. Fair. Um, I, again, with the BTS stuff, play a BTS game and I purchased a gem pack because it is a free game and I've been playing it for like six months and I wanted to support them but there was also an event where I wanted a specific card and I don't typically do that but I made an exception for this because it was $10 and I'm content with spending only $10 on that game maybe a year if that like that is my hard line stop you know what I mean but I am buying gems to compete in to complete an event which will give me a card truly otherwise outrageous. i would just buy the card if they let me buy the yeah, card but they won't truly outrageous. yeah so <laughs> truly truly i know it's but, see, it's so but when you look at it that way so, you're paying for the the experience like mm-hmm. paying 10 bucks to go see a movie it's right. just like with and wow i would pay ten dollars a month right for when, the servers when we come to things but, like like when we talk about bdo and buying armor and things like that for my characters Mm-hmm. Um, and there are pieces of BDO that run the same way, where where you know you can buy furniture for your house and stuff like that. You need furniture in your house. You can buy the crappy furniture with the in-game money, or you can spend real money and buy better furniture. Oh joy! All of those things make logical sense. It just makes the game prettier. Okay. Yeah. The problem that we have with BDO and they're having this problem now is that you can spend pearls which is the in-game money Mm -hmm. Um, you can spend pearls to buy things that change your uh, your pickup rate oh god so that's a major problem right major problem and what's really happening is not only is that an issue now, see, I play completely laid back. So if it takes me six weeks to get a thing, I really don't care. You're not going to sit there and grind every single right. day just right. because you can. Right, I'm not going to grind every day. I, Kevin and I will go out and we'll grind in an area, which is like a zone that's that's at the level of my characters. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just kind of pick, you know, oh, hey, look, the thing came. And then, like... Three weeks later, we'll get together, and we'll do the same thing. We'll go out and grind in an area, and then, oh, look, we may have gotten the thing we're looking for. Sure. But we're not, we don't need to upgrade so fast that we have to go out and change the the loot, the the pickup rate. Sure. The problem is, people are starting to do analyses on this. They've got the item that makes their pickup rate better, Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to increase their pickup rate to, like, 40% or whatever. And you can see that, you know, they'll put up there the list of failed, 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 and it's not 40%. I think you had sent this to me, and it was like 2 out of 50. Right. Which is ridiculous. And so it's like, that's the problem. 
They're paying money to get better pickup rates. And or it's not. in the case now, of and the, now the forty percent is that advertised as forty yeah. percent, or is that speculated? It's advertised as forty percent. Okay, so they're not getting what they're advertising. Right. Correct. Which yeah, it's it's problem. false advertising. Now, this is a Korean game, yeah. so it's not necessarily the, the, the you know. Cacao Games is in Korea. Cacao! Cacao! <laughs> so speaking of advertising, I would like to pause for a minute to mention we have three advertisers. Uh, three sponsors, Kieran, three yay! Sponsors. We have Kieran Games, which sells all kinds of good stuff. They specialize in board games, card games, such as Magic, The Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! They also have miniatures, which we which love, the spaceship we're all into. <laughs> uh, the Hero Clicks, D&D, and Pathfinder minis, role-playing games, and much more. Uh-huh. You can go check those guys out at www.kirin, that's K-I-R-I-N-G-A-M-E-S.net, kirangames.net. Sweet. We also have another sponsor. Um, he is a dear friend and great realtor, so if you are a geek and you need a home, then you definitely need Geekway Homes. Um, he'll just help you find your perfect fa- space to, sell to fit all your stuff in. Yeah, or sell your old stuff or your old house to get a new house to put your stuff in. Whatever you need, gaming room, sewing room, football room. Sword fighting room. He'll help you yeah, out. He's had some interesting uh, people who you know had these weird requests because they're geeks. Yeah. They need a gaming room. You know, They need a zone for their games and stuff like that. Well, he understands that. For sure. So you can send him smoke signals at www.geekwayhomes.com. Thank you. There you go. And, then, <coughs> and we have one more, and that's Hexacon. Yay, who Hexacon. We are, which is coming up on Martin Luther King weekend of 2020. Ne- uh, 2020. Right. Yep. And that's with, that's actually, I'm looking forward to that one too. It's a gaming convention, convention, gaming convention. It's very cozy. It's going to be very interesting, very and I shall going. be tabling there, I think. Oh, so nice. that'll be cool. That'll be great. It's the first table of the year for me. Sweet. So people can come visit us at Guy's Table. We'll probably hang yep. around and, we you can know. table raise and flip it. Right. <laughs> I don't think we'll want to flip that table. Those are our sponsors. Okay. Yes. So uh, we were talking about the different games, and I remember I was never into Battlefront, let alone Star Wars Battlefront. If I was going to sure. get into Battlefront, it would have been Star Wars. But okay. I didn't even do that. And people loved it. And mm-hmm. then Star Wars... Battlefront 2 came out and all kinds of... We waited years for Battlefront 2. Let me just preface that. It really did. It was absolutely ridiculous. And I'm going to back up just a tiny bit to give a little more context. So um, EA, which is a fortress of evil. Uh, Sorry. Evil evil associated. Oh my god. So um, EA launched a game that I love... A little bit. Not as much as the second game, but they launched a game called Mass Effect 2 with a price tag of $60. And in that game, there was an online multiplayer mode, and it had loot boxes in it. And it was the first paid game, fully packaged paid game, that offered loot boxes. And there was an explosion. People were so angry. And the big thing here is that it was a single-player story-driven game that they had thrown multiplayer into at, like, the last minute and just to cash in. Dang it, EA. I hate you so much. Right. I really freaking do. Because you make stupid crap like FIFA as well and put loot boxes in there. It It was just, it was a nightmare. And, like, this was in 2012. This was in March of 2012. 
Right. So people were really upset. There was this huge explosion. There was this huge outcry. But the problem was is that EA made money off those loot boxes. Right. So they considered it a success. And so other people started doing this as well. So the biggest thing was that it could offer uncommon gear that was obtainable only by grinding through the gameplay, and it was a means to offset the cost of running the multiplayer services. But we didn't ask you for multiplayer in the first place, so why'd you put it in there? We wanted co-op, not multiplayer, co-op. Please get it right, EA. You are so stupid and you don't listen. Were the items... I'm assuming you couldn't take single-player items in the multiplayer. No, absolutely part. not. Because you could, like, craft some armor with different buffs um, at that point. Like, not specific, but, like, but any cool you could build you your own armor in set. One version, you couldn't use it in the other Exactly, version. exactly. And you're playing different things, and you're trying to unlock different races as well to play. And so it was just, it was a nightmare, right? And wow. so that blew up. It was huge. It was everywhere. And then Counter-Strike Global Offensive did it in August of 2013. It was weapons cases and Battlefield 4 in October of that year, adding battle packs. And then you could purchase them in 2014. um, And they never granted duplicate items. So you have a better chance of getting something you really, really want. So you get all these games, and they're mainly uh, first-person shooters or third-person shooters that are adding in all these loot boxes. Well, here comes Battlefront 2. And Battlefront 2... Uh, the original Battlefront was super fun, super multiplayer. Oh my god, so cool! And then Battlefront Two comes out, and it's it's done by EA, <laughs> and they didn't learn. <laughs> so essentially, people were really upset about the pay-to-win system because you had to grind something like ninety hours a week to get the best weapons and armor in the game. So that's like a, a second job, double time job, double, double time, time job. job. And, like, there's no... I don't know of anyone competitively playing Battlefront 2 for money. So, unless you were playing competitively, and, like, to do that, you would have to be a pro gamer anyway. That It was ridiculous. And they probably was, have set rules for those type of tournaments where you are limited with what equipment you have. Because mm-hmm. otherwise it'd be a really boring tournament if it's just the person who has the best gear that wins. Right. And, like, this was supposed to conquer the Battlefront game industry, essentially, and... Because Battle, uh, Battlefront is huge, uh, and Call of Duty, and, and the first and four-person shooters. I remember there being a lot of complaints about it, and since I wasn't involved in it, I just sort of nodded my head, and I'm like, well, it's not attracting me to it, so I'm not going to join it now. But it kept getting worse. Two years after they launched it, there are people who are saying, uh, Branville, who, Brenneval, I should say, um, who was one of the, uh, he's the design director. Um, so he said, we hit rock bottom in terms of player sentiment, but now it's climbing every month. And then he said, not a week goes by without us thinking, if, imagine if we hadn't launched with loot boxes the way we did. That still hints that they might have just included loot boxes for giggles. Um, so, I mean, people, a lot of people play the demo, but they, it, they definitely took a hit on sales. A lot of gamers took a stand, and I, like, I didn't buy it. I didn't touch it. Right. I deleted the demo, and I was like, I'm done. I'm not playing this game. Um, and so, you know, they thought they were doing so well and they were going to have so much fun. And, nah, 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 nah. and it just kept getting worse and worse. And there was also a YouTuber um, who spent $90 worth on loot boxes and proved that the game is still pay to win. Proved it. Without a doubt. 
So it allowed him to unlock and upgrade different abilities and weapons from multiplayer. So within a matter of hours, he gained enough level to use almost all the upgrades he got through loot crates and was dominating competition. And that's a huge problem. People see that as super, super unfair because there are people who actually purchase this game with their hard-earned money. First of all, you're paying 60 bucks for a game, right. which that's, we still have problems problem with. Right we still have problems with that pricing. And the price of gaming is super high. And then on top of that, you have all these freaking loot boxes. And you're paying your Xbox subscription or your PS4 subscription unless you're playing on PC. And they've even started doing subscriptions on those PC services instead. So the cost of gaming is just skyrocketing all of a sudden. They're bleeding people dry. And yet they still are mismanaged, misorganized, and they're, you know, crashing their developers at crunch and all these different things. So these different pieces of the timeline that have just built up over the years, they've never learned. Right. Like at all. And what separates things a little bit um, is you have games like League of Legends. I play League of Legends almost once a week. In League of Legends, it's a free-to-play game. It's a MOBA. It's a battle game. It's super fun. I have a lot of fun. If I like a character, I can buy their skin. And different skins are at different prices for different reasons because they're the newest, shiniest thing or they're a super popular character, whatever. It's how they make their money to keep the game running, especially when so many people are playing and they have their own league and all this other stuff. So if I want a skin, I can go in, I can pay my $10 and I can get that skin. And I have done that. I pay about $40 a year, maybe 50, even that, to League of Legends. Right. And that counts as my game of the year. Because I typically I do, only buy two to three games. I do with, with Black Desert. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I've got a budget. And, okay, I can spend a little bit more. And maybe I'll buy a cat this time. Now I've got a cat. <laughs> the cat goes with I me. just got a cat as well in League of Legends, so that's perfect. Or like a little fox. I mean, it's the yeah, same thing. And, and all that does is pick up more items off the ground. Mm-hmm. When you have the cat deployed. And they're cute. They're adorable. That's great. It's whatever. It's a droopy eared cat. But My it, cat's got droopy ears. But it doesn't great. kill like, everything instantly, so it's no. not a game winning. <laughs> I want no, to, if I want you to deploy your cat in combat, he just goes around and picks up items. That so you, you don't. So, so you don't have to later. So you don't have to go around just, clicking it's everything. Like a real cat that you have a convenience cat. Hey. Unlike a real cat that would go around and knock the items off of the world. Off the world, right? right. But here's the thing, though. We're adults. You speak for yourself. Right. <laughs> but we have our own money. Right. We have our own income, and we know not, what we can afford. We're not swiping our parents' credit card to go pay for these things. And exactly. that brings us to the next part of this, which which. Now, you were talking about ratios on the, the percentage things. Yeah. I don't know if you know about the variable ratio reinforcement reward. It's something that I looked up and found I hadn't heard of before. Oh, okay. But it makes total sense. Sure. It's where when the odds are involved that are randomized, it sucks in the player because they're thinking, oh, I could get this reward my first try out because it's randomized. Mm-hmm. And so it pulls them right in and they're chasing that jackpot. So like in the case where he said they were being promised a 40% drop rate increase. Right. It sucks them in even that much more because they think, oh, this will make it happen that much faster. Right. They're like, I got the right. money in the bank. Screw it. Bam. Something that I also Impulse found buys. that I thought was crazy is researchers found that in one game specific that they used called Player Unknown's Battleground. Um, mm-hmm. I have no idea what that is. It's m- one of the Battlefront kind of makes Call sense. of Duty games. Uh, yeah. Many of the desirable items could just be outright bought through the in-game marketplace for less money than it cost for opening loot boxes. However... 
people would still prefer to buy the loot boxes to gamble for the items. Oh, right? you're kidding. Even though you could have, and, and you know, they would lose money because you'd get stupid stuff. So even if you resold the stupid stuff, you still were losing money in the loot box when you could have just bought the item you wanted in the first place. It's so just, there's an addiction aspect to loot boxes weird to me. that are gambling. And maybe I just I just cut gambling at the head a long time ago because I used to buy scratch tickets and I would just run it for as long as I can on a dollar scratch ticket. But if I was constantly losing and I lost like $5, I wouldn't do it because I didn't have the money and I couldn't afford to. I absolutely could not afford to eat if I kept going. And that really enforced that non-gambling habit in me, which I'm particularly I a, appreciative of. I had a similar experience. I mean, mm-hmm. um, my, my friends and I, you know, hit... What, 20, 21, 22, somewhere in there. So we're like, oh, let's celebrate by going up to Blackhawk and, and Central City. Oh, God. And so we went up there, and I did the same thing. I was like, well, I got 10 bucks. So I put it in the slot machine, and I was like, I wonder how long until I have zero bucks. Mm-hmm. And I just timed it to figure out, and it took me about two hours mm-hmm. before I had, ze- you know, every time a jackpot it, then I put that back in the machine, right? You know? Yeah. And it became much more interesting to me to see how long will 10 bucks go. Well, and did you bring your wallet with you? Because my mom and dad would leave their wallets with me when they went up. They would just lock it in, like, the home safe. And then they would head up to Blackhawk with, like, 80 bucks each. Like, 40 for food and drinks and 40 to play. And they usually came back home with money. So Yeah, no, but to me, I didn't find the gambling thing that exciting. Mm -hmm. What I found was more interesting was how long will this $10 roll? (laughs) Yeah, that was much more fun to me. Yeah, let's see the timeline. I'm like, let's see how long I can roll $10. You can can play penny slots, so that $10 can go so far. Yeah, they were were quarter slots. Quarter slots are still still good. It was still fun. I mean, that, that was the fun part. But, but again, I like the, I like the quarter like, slots where when you put the quarter in, you get to control a character and fight other characters. Oh, those are called video games. <laughs> those are right? called video oh. games, and you don't make money Stare. off of them. <laughs> Some people don't make money off of slot machines either. Uh, I've only gambled twice, and both times I've come out ahead. Oh, because, really? Because uh, the first time I was working with a company, and they took everybody up to Blackhawk and said, here's 25 bucks, go have fun. I'm like, okay, they gave me 25 bucks, I'll it's play free. around. Um, I've been reading up on how Blackjack works, so I'll play. I played and I got up by 25 bucks. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna pocket the 25 of the 50 and not touch that, because that was given to me by the company. I will now play with this other 25. And I varied back and forth a bit, and then eventually it went down to nothing. So I basically had 25 bucks that the company gave me, and I kept that, and then bought dinner for Tara and myself next time we went out. That's perfect. Uh, next time I gambled, I came out ahead, something that's like 20 or 30, but I used the same system. I thought, this is how much I'm gonna spend. Once it's gone, I'm gonna stop. Mm-hmm. This is how much I want to earn. Once I hit that, I'm going to stop. So that way I had my window. And I think that people, you know, if they make money, then they start thinking, oh, I'm on a roll. I'll keep playing. And then they'll, then they'll That's the, the whole system so, is to get you to keep playing. I mean, a big thing about Vegas and a big reason why I don't go to Vegas as well is, A, I just don't have that dopamine effect when I'm gambling. Yeah. I do it like the very first one. And if I lose right away, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> But the second thing is I'm actually allergic to some of the pheromones that they pr- they pump into the cheaper casinos, and I go into anaphylactic shock. <laughs> so huh. I can't go into a lot of the cheap, like, tiny casinos that might be demolished in a year on the Strip. I have to go to the big ones like the Bellagio and the MGM Grand, and those are very, very expensive to play. So I just don't, I don't have the habit. Hmm. So it's very interesting how, like, the, our paths in life have, have led us to gambling, and we have just kind of been like, 
Because <laughs> some so, people live their whole lives in front of a slot machine or on a blackjack table. Yeah. So we talk. I, I don't know if we've talked about the cage before, mm. but the the Rat Park experiments of the seventies and the eighties. Yeah. So Oof. to give you a little bit of history, not the Star Trek show, the cage. No. <laughs> um, to give you a little bit of history, in the seventies there was a couple of PhD doctors who built a cage, and they had rats in it, and they put heroin in there. And the rats, of course, would then promptly take so much heroin that they would OD and die. Yep. This prompted all of the stuff about anti-drug stuff that went around in the our big culture Nixon and everything campaign. like that. That yeah. was a major deal. It was huge. But what nobody knows is those particular PhDs continued their experiments into the 80s mm-hmm. with Rat Park. And Rat Park was where they built these cages that had a nice area and a little play play place and place kind of like to, Disneyland, but yeah, it was smaller. A Disneyland for rats. Mm-hmm. And then they put the heroin in there, and the rats would take the heroin, but they wouldn't OD. Uh. And it was so the the conclusion okay. of Rat Park was, it's not the drugs, it's the cage. Because the original Rat Park, they were in a little teeny dark, dank cage with nothing in there but heroin. But if you've got nothing in there to do but heroin, you're going to do heroin until you die. Okay. So the rats did heroin until they died. Because there was nothing else to do. Once they gave them something else to do, a better life, gave them something better to do, then the rats didn't OD. And that's why like, they do that with, um, with a lot of people in rehab. They're giving them a better life and they a better life. Of rats. And it's, no, it's, no, they're basically reevaluating their life structure and giving them a schedule so that they have a norm, they have a life. Because usually people who are like ready to like OD off of some drug are just like, my life is a mess. Why not just shoot up? And you're just like, wait, no, like your life is more than that. Well, you just have to show them. And that's what I think happens when you have gamblers who gamble too much. Mm-hmm. They're escaping one way or another yeah so I always say that you know gambling wasn't my cage there's also an aspect food is my cage unfortunately food is my cage as well there's also an aspect of gambling where it's just they can't help it they're not so much choosing it as they can't break away their brain just loves it like dopamine is your brain's friend like you know with well, with things that we love, right? You get you get that adrenaline rush and then that dopamine rush when you feel like you're alive and you're safe. You get that when you're with your partner or you're with your friends or you get that when you're eating food, uh, like uh, right. eating food, having like, the best day ever. That dopamine rush, that adrenaline rush is what we're always seeking because it means that we're happy and we're healthy and we're excited for things. Well, maybe not always healthy, but still, your body to responds healthy. to that dopamine rush. So... Essentially, they're just taking advantage. And the big worry here is that researchers from New Zealand and Australia who are writing in Nature Human Behavior uh, concluded that loot boxes are basically psychologically akin to gambling. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, And these these are even... The problem with video games is it's not tangible. And we've talked about this before. Um, it's not like a little like Hatchimal where they can open the Hatchimal and they get the little animal and they like cuddle with it. They're not going to buy 15 more because they have a cute one already. But when you're in a game, you don't touch it. And this is a problem I have with money sometimes is because everything's electronic. I'm not passing physical money over. It's like a sack of gold. It is very difficult for me to deal with cash compared to my card. 
because I'm so like, oh, it's a card, it's no thought. But when I have the cash in my hand and I see it, it becomes a different reaction. And I'm like, ah, oh, do I really need this? And we so that's did why, that like, for a while in our family, the guy, cash guy envelopes. And, yeah, Guy and I both with our kids use physical representations deal. of screen time mm-hmm. because it's easier for the kids to visualize what they've earned and then when they spend it because it has a three dimensional existence instead yeah. of this abstract concept of time. Completely tangible, completely touchable, but you've already holdable. Got people who are escaping into these games. Mm-hmm. And then you're adding a cage mm-hmm. from from Rat Park, a Rat Park cage to it. Yeah. This seems like a marriage made in hell right here. <laughs> I mean, I'm already thinking about this going, this can't end well. Mm-hmm. You know so, what I mean? Um, Mark Griffith is a psychologist at Nottingham Trent University, and he developed a list of five criteria that distinguish gambling from other risk-taking activities. And they took these five things and compared them and they found that more than half of the games that use loot boxes meet the criteria for what's considered gambling. Okay. Um, I'll, re- I'll rattle them off quickly. Sure. So you have an exchange of money or valuable goods takes place. Mm-hmm. Right. An unknown future event determines the exchange, mm-hmm. which means opening the loot box. Right. Yeah. Chance at least partly determines the outcome. It's the percentage chance of something happening in the box being something you want. Uh, non-participation avoiding incurrence losses so it means if you don't do it you don't lose you don't have losses so if you don't buy the loot box you don't lose money <laughs> right and then winners gaining at the sole expense of losers and the way they compared that with video gaming is if you get that armor or that weapon that changes the game then that makes you the winner versus the person who opened the loot box and didn't get that item that would uh, cause you to have an advantage and that's that last one is the one that actually saved some games from falling <laughs> under the category of gambling because they weren't using loot boxes for game-changing elements just mm-hmm. right. for that. Uh, but loot boxes are pretty much gambling. And earlier this year, legislate, uh, Congress started talking about getting involved in it. and Which I'm so happy for because they were one of the, like, they're some of the last ones to do so. Like yeah, Australia right. and New Zealand and the UK were already talking about this. I know they're talking about this within the EU. And then finally the U.S. jumped on board. Yeah. Because this is a big thing. Because they're basically letting giving kids access to gambling and all of the little aspects of the psychology hooks that mm-hmm. come with gambling and pulling children into it. Yeah. Um, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo announced a plan to start requiring all games with paid loot boxes to start disclosing the odds, like what you were talking about earlier, with guy with uh, Black Desert Online. Right. Yes. Um, and uh, the odds of getting different items following other platforms, they're following other platforms to combat the claims that loot boxes function as exploitative pseudo-gambling. Right. And so the problem is with odds is how do you explain to kids the odds? Never tell me the odds. Right. Um, my, my, my son's just totally sure that he'll get anything. Right. So odds are 100% in his world. This is and very... And there's no way around that. I mean, I, I think they can incorporate it into the school system because I remember very definitively in sixth or fifth grade. In fifth grade, we had to play the stock market. And we had, um, once a week, we would get our documents, and there was actually a computer program which they'd enter in our stuff, and we would, we got so many, like, we got $50 to spend on stocks. And so we would invest in teams and stocks, and, like, some people, like the math nerds, would try and get together and try to beat the odds, you know what I mean? But you would see throughout the class, you know, you would always write your reasoning why you were going with that stock, and you'd play it, and you'd see what happens. And I also, in fifth grade, had to do a checking budget 
which I think is why I'm so good at budgeting now with the help of my mom as well. Your mom. Because Your mom. whenever we're grocery shopping, she runs a, a total and I run a total. Like, we are very in sync because I picked up on her behaviors, which were great. I, I couldn't live without those behaviors, honestly. Right. So I'm super grateful. Um, and so essentially just running that checkbook every single week. And, like, there was one day I specifically really do remember where – I was so excited because, like, our checkbook was going to be super big, and I was going to suggest, you know, we should buy a new TV in class. And I suggested it, and my teacher said, well, that would be great if you didn't just get into a car accident. I was like, what do you mean a car accident? What, what do you mean? She's like, they, they come up very unexpectedly, but you crashed into somebody's bumper, and now you have to pay to fix it. And it's going to be that extra $350 that you have in your checking account. And I cried. I literally cried and it wasn't even like actual money but I was like so upset but that actually helped me deal with real world situations later so I think showing the statistics because it is math isn't it showing the statistics and working through this and maybe playing a game in class as a little incentive to show this real world thing will benefit students yes right definitely uh, teaching them to understand how statistics works will help them. Um, I'm sure both of you are familiar with the gambler's fallacy. Yep. Yeah. Which is, it, it's also called the Monte Carlo fallacy or the fallacy <laughs> of the maturity of chances. So it's the mistaken belief that if something happens more frequently than normal during a given period, it will happen less frequently in the future or vice versa. It could happen more frequently. Yeah. So in the case of loot boxes, oh, I've opened 20 loot boxes and I haven't gotten the magical sword of plus five. <laughs> Surely the 21st one's going to give it to me. Right. And it's like, if you flip a coin, you still have the same 50-50 chance. Right. Mm-hmm. Now there's this whole really complex aspect of, that I was reading about where on that fifth flip, if you've gotten four of the same thing, the fifth flip, you actually have this weird percentage chance of the fifth flip coming up, uh-huh. but that's because you have this aspect to look at. Yeah. But you're st- you're still only dealing with fifty percent flipping. But when you compare it to the others, you can get that fallacy going. And so um, it's the events are statistically independent with loot boxes like they are with a coin toss. Sure. So we've got to teach that to kids if we're going to keep letting them get loot boxes. Yeah, the oh Monte Carlo fallacy is impressive. I, I've, uh, when I learned how to apply that to board gaming, it made me a way better and more effective and hi- well, highly competitive board gamer. Okay. Because I can look at the statistics and not fall for the fallacy and keep driving towards the best odds when playing in the game. Which explains how you always beat me. Right. On everything. <laughs> so irritating. So I do want to ask each of you, in a, just because we're here and, and because I have this opportunity... Um, Yes, I like how, pizza. <laughs> how how do you talk to your kids about this? Like in in everyday systems, because I know, like for example, the twins like a lot of Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Minecraft. Your, uh, your kiddo uh, likes Minecraft as far as, as well. I've seen. There's no boxes to purchase. Uh, right, but like they're getting into games that could become loot boxy. Well, luckily, all three of them totally hate Fortnite. Which I think oh, thank God. You have the biggest in. blessing on this planet. I hear so much about Fortnite from my coworkers because their kids are playing and they literally just want to strangle well, their own children. What's funny is they had a free demo for a short time on Xbox and they uh-huh. hated it so much that I'm like, well, now I have to play it to see for myself okay. what the problem is. All right. And about 10 minutes in, the first thing I noticed is everybody's assigned the exact same avatar to start with. There's no choice made at all. 
Oh, yeah. See, you, I can't play any games no. like that. No, this is a female, no. so at least you got that going for hey. you. Hey! Okay. Positive. So, nice. Negative plus. Well done. Um, Fortnite is still garbage. But I just wanted to at least be able to change the color so I would be able to recognize my character from everyone else's character. But you have to earn the things or buy them, and it takes apparently forever to earn the different changes. Um, but the actual gameplay... I thought some of the physics was interesting, like the paragliding out of the bus, it's, uh, the Zeppelin bus, and and some of the concepts with the first-person shooter. But the whole building aspect, like build, you build buildings instantly, basically. Okay. Um, it, it was a boring game. Yeah. I didn't like it. I was like, I'd rather go play StarCraft. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, Which, StarCraft is an awesome game and Bless ancient. You. No loot boxes. And there's no loot boxes. That I'm aware of. <laughs> But it's it's interesting that they they decided they didn't like it because everyone else liked it. Okay. And so I, I've been explaining to them it's the it's whole huge. thing. It's the whole thing that was brought up earlier. Don't don't um, sour someone else's tastes. Don't. Uh-huh. I forgot. I'm not saying the yeah, actual phrase. Well, don't rain on anybody's parade. Yeah. So okay. it's like don't you know if people want to like it let them like it. You don't have to play it, but you've never played it, so you're judging it based off of the wrong criteria. Like the, like the cartoonist Adam Ellis who put the. Let people enjoy things with the squishing of the lips. Yeah. I love Adam Ellis. He's so awesome. So what about with your son? So my Because he only got one right to deal now, with. Right, <laughs> yeah, I know. He only got one to juggle. The, the good news about my, my kid is right now we're pretty low on money, so we don't have Xboxes, and we don't have, we've still got a PS3. Fair. And that's, that's pretty much where we are. Yeah. So he's not into anything big on that. He plays some of the games on Steam. Like he'll uh, play Ker- Kerbal. Yeah, he'll, he'll play Kerbal, but he plays that with me. And Kerbal won't do loot boxes. Mm-hmm. They even just said Kerbal 2 is coming out. And they even said right there in the front, no loot boxes. I mean, they literally said that. Mm-hmm. Which we all said, well, now we got to get Kerbal 2. Because, I mean, if they're going to just say that outright. Right. I mean, you know. Do you feel you better? Buy. A little more secure buy. in that? Um, so now so, I want to make a D&D game with a box that has a loot, L-U-T-E in it. Right, and so it's make a, it a loot, loot box. box. But my kid's into Mario. and Mario Maker? Or? Yeah, Mario Maker right now. Level okay. Maker, yeah. And two's out now, too. Right. And I'm, I don't know, I mean, right, it hasn't been Nintendo's thing, mm-hmm. but I don't know when that'll change. And it worries me, mm-hmm. because you get to the point where I, I start to I start to really worry because it, I, I, the big guys, they're going to have to catch on somewhere along the line and go, oh, this is a good way to I make think a if whole they, lot I of think money. I if they did, though, they, they would hopefully have learned from Battlefront's mistake that they wouldn't charge you 60 bucks for a game and then throw loot boxes in. Right. Hopefully they'll at least make the game free if they're going to do the loot box aspect. Uh, but more and more of them have done this where they throw in loot boxes for, like, weapons crates and stuff like that. I mean... You have games like Counter Strike and Battlefront and Daisy and stuff like that where people are playing. Star Trek Online. Correct. I mean, I I have I purchased my copy of Star Trek Online when it first came out a hundred years ago. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, so I mean, I I paid the sixty bucks for Star Trek Online, mm-hmm. and I've been paying for uniforms and I've been paying for and now starships. It's free because they've moved to loot boxes. Yeah, well, and but I mean, so but there's still that's the other thing, these ones that converted. Like, Star Trek Online was pay. Right. Then they converted to free. So I paid 60 bucks for Star Trek Online, and then I, I paid for all of my various uniforms. And it is kind of frustrating. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, 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 when, when the uh, original series uniforms came out, that was a pay. Well, I'm an Ugh. original series person. 
So, so they, they're going to get you on that. And so I bought it. But then, like, six months later, I find out that's a free uniform now. And that's hideous. And I'm like, oh, come on. You should right. have told me that. It's, I'll add so it I paid 60 bucks for the free-to-play game, and I paid extra money for the uniform that everybody else can wear now. Yeah. And it's like... It should have at least been an exclusive. Now, to the best of my knowledge, there aren't any games that are not online that use loot boxes, correct? That's that's purely an online multiplayer function. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of so, has to be. It's, right, all, it's typically with, with that kind of thing, yeah. So for me, who really avoids online games like The Plague, mm-hmm. I'm doing good because I my big thing is I like a game where you can unlock everything by playing it. Right. For sure. So, Which means that the only people at this table who are susceptible are the two of you. Yeah. Because we're both Mamog players. Yep. Yeah. And that's a thing. But we know our limit. We both know our exact limit where it's just like, screw well, this. This is a have rules it. internally. We have rules established for gambling. Mm-hmm. Which means, and, and I'm, I'm playing these things for the beauty of it. You know, I'm, I'm playing Star Trek Online to fly around in Walker-class starships. And that's it. And I'm happy. Uh-huh. But now I just, they just dropped the Disco Prize. So the Enterprise from Discovery has been dropped. And I'm like, now I need that. But and that's so a loot you're, box. You're going to buy it, and then in six months I, it'll be I free. Can't, I can't oh. buy it. It's a loot box. Oh, you have you to have randomly to, get... You have to buy the boxes, and you might get the disco prize. Okay. Or you might get the Klingon D7. Or you might get... You know, it's like, well, I don't want to do that. I got a rock. Yeah, I'd rather pay $10 and buy the disco prize. Sure. I mean, because... And I'm guessing there's no secondary market to that. You can't just buy it from nope, someone who's opened the loot yeah, box. You can't, get, you can't get them off the market. Oh, God. So it's frustrating. So um, I haven't done any research on this. Do you know anywhere that has the percentages listed? Because I'm thinking that they're all still mysteries right now because there is no legislation in existence saying you have to show R slash everything that you're looking for. Go to Reddit. Oh, Reddit. That's where, that's where I get everything for BDO R is on r slash Black Desert the Online. Percentages listed there? Well, they don't have it listed, but I mean, it comes up regularly uh, in a cycle mm-hmm. on the on the the Reddit page. I think one of the terms they use Let's is called drop see. rate. Um, is there an R slash? Loot boxes in big games. This is from a, a news channel. This is from abc.net.au. So this mm-hmm. is from Australia. Down Sweet. Sup, y'all? I can't do an Australian accent. I'm really sorry. Um, so, Overwatch loot box odds. You get a rare blue item, one in every box. Epic purple item, one in 5.5 boxes. Legendary gold item, one in 13.5 boxes. Loot box costs uh, two times for $2.95, five times for six seventy-five, twenty-four 24 times for twenty-six ninety-five, and 50 for $53.95. Um, the other thing is the accumulation the thing of is, junk. Here's the thing. These odds are for China, and China requires that you publish them. China. Right, so they don't have to follow. Of all places. So they don't have to follow these odds for America. No, because who knows if they're different or not. And now the question I am wondering, is that the percentage rate of the drop, or am I guaranteed that every 13.5 boxes I will definitely get that? Uh Uh-huh. Because you're going to count. Well, that was was what they were saying on BDO. Right. Um, Right. They were saying they guaranteed we would get certain items within an X number of, of hits. Yeah. And these people were showing 100 hits and no... no, yeah, no, the, no. the problem with saying a 40% is a 40... Yeah, then I have to ask, well, 40% out of what number? 
because if it's right. out of a million, then that means I'm going to get. Uh, well, and um, well, here's the thing: like, thousand. What might happen at the end of the million? Right. According to like a month ago, this is from August seventh. Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony have committed to disclose drop mm-hmm. rates for loot boxes. They're trying to get ahead of the game. Per The Verge, because people are upset, right? Oh yeah. And so they want to see it. But here's the thing: here's the thing about the internet, right? In the age that we live in, people are awesome. Some people will go out and they will dig and dig and dig and dig and do the work and do the research and interview. They will find this information and they will post it and it will blow up. So yes, exactly. They are trying to get ahead of the game because so many people are pissed off. I'm guessing the only publishers who won't disclose that drop rate is EA and Ubisoft because they suck. She's just saying. (laughs) So you've got Activision Blizzard. Well, well done, Blizzard. Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Bungie. Yay, I'll believe it when I freaking see it. Take-Two Interactive, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers. Sorry. I'm just she trying to keep a straight face. With a straight face. <laughs> Why y'all always lying? And Wizard of the Coast. I want to see it. I re- especially now, from like WB Coast. and Ubisoft Watsy. because they have... Have they have Watsy do that. Now, they, they, have, they um, do the blind booster packs for their Magic game. Uh, but they have a clear set ratio, so you know exactly how many commons, uncommons, and rares and ultra rares you could get. And so, mm-hmm. if they had that type of system set up for loot boxes, it would make more sense. Um, now, there's a saying in Vegas: "House always wins." Yeah. So if you think of loot boxes as being, if you get crap, the house wins, and you approach oh. it at that, and know that the odds are already stacked against you, Ooh. then hopefully you can use that as a better determination as to whether you should drop real money. Um, the plot thickens. This was um, this was announced at an initiative um, at a loot box workshop at the Federal Trade Commission. And the thing is, is that you've got Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch, the console makers, also swearing into this. Um, so this is extremely interesting because I'm guessing they're trying not to get banned and they're trying not to get legislation against loot boxes. But I absolutely think there should be legislation. I think so too. I. I absolutely agree. Um, we already have to do things like when you visit a brewery website, you have to put in your age to get through. Otherwise, it will show you like a cute kitten and say, come back when you're older. You're adorable. But kids are smart. They could put in different dates. Like actual verification. Like we have so much online monitoring and online security. Why? How hard is it to do a fingerprint well, check? Nice you know with, what um, I mean? Something nice like that. Xbox is my kids have their own accounts and they're clearly labeled kids' accounts. Mm-hmm. So if they do put and they can't like in, swap their accounts yeah, over because you can as a parent you can password protect them, which I have done because I'm not stupid. <laughs> and so they can't log on through my account. To yeah, buy you stuff. have to do the up, 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 left, 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 A. Yeah, and up, I, did, up, I didn't up, use up, the down, obvious. Down, left, I didn't use the one right. that everyone would know, which is up, up, down, down, left, select, start. Yeah, I used a totally different thing. Sorry, it took me a minute. It's blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Zero, zero, one, one, two, two, three, three, boom. Um, But but the nice thing is that you could enforce it better with a a console game as long as the parents are following the proper security codes on it. Yeah. Um, Because as long if they make it to where my kids with their kid account can't purchase them outright, then we're safe. I think it's interesting as well because on my, um, I just have a, a Nintendo DS which I love because it looks like the original Nintendo controller because I'm a nerd. <laughs> so it's a little worn down, but you can see. Um, so on my DS, it always says 
if you want to purchase a game, please consult your parents. Even though I've already put my age in there and the credit card's under my name, it still actually emails me a verification code, which I'm super grateful for. Because if a kid got my Nintendo and was like, hey, free money, like it still asks and it still sends me the verification before the purchase is verified and it starts downloading. I love that. Because the the... Which, if you're listening, my, my little on Nintendo any app that you have where you can do purchases, yes. I highly recommend that you put those verification things in. Because if you, so if you lose your phone, someone's going to be able to use it to go to Amazon and buy all the stuff. Right, and so these are these are very important, and I think it's it's always good to have. Um, all right. So with that said, loot box is yeah, bad. So, yeah. So let's real wrap bad. this up. Oh, loot box equals bad. Yes. Legislation equals good. Yes. You can have my loot box when you pry it out of my Legislation is always a good idea because here's the thing. Legislation can evolve and change, and I understand that it's a scary prospect to put laws into effect, but I think they can only benefit the community because gaming has really become a thing, in particular for my generation. I grew up with games and with gaming consoles. Right. And, and gaming is lucrative. Right. It's the, Games now make more money than movies do in some cases. Right. And so... My first thought is, there's no reason for you guys to be loot boxing, mm-hmm. because let's be honest, guys, we could probably make you make enough money to not have to do that. But it's been shown that way with the the executives at some companies making billions and trillions of dollars and not passing it down through lower management. It's a disgrace. CEOs that's, equal bad. That's part of the American corporate culture, though. That needs to be fixed on a whole nother level right. as well as the gaming level. Right. So. Um, yeah, that just that just kind of wraps it. Um, next week we will talk about plot twists. Um, we're still kind of designing that episode, so if you have any recommendations, if you have anything you would like to add, you're more than welcome to comment here or Message contact us on our website or, or Facebook or at RockyMountainGeekTank.com and Discord and Facebook Messenger. Honestly, whatever board. works best for you. But we're gonna chat about plot twists that might change a little bit. You know, because that would obviously be spoilery, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so that probably would. We'll figure so it out over we'll this week. It out. It's a crazy week. You know, I've got my companion test in be two the last days. That'll so. surprise episodes. It will, and then and I'll start a new uh, new theory in October. For those who have been following us on Facebook, I'm going to put out events monthly, so that you get reminders. But you're not going to get reminders for all year. I'm just going to. In- put up the event so that you can get a reminder that we're live if you want to come join us or that the episode um, you know is coming so that we just are a little more forthcoming and ready to go and so you know what to expect so yeah if you um, see the event and you want to share that with friends you're totally welcome to it'll give them updates all throughout the single month and no more and then I'll put up a new event and you can keep adding them or they can add themselves so there we go yeah That's all the time we've got for today. I've been Guy. I've been Troy. And I've been Chelsea. And this is Geek Tank. As always, you can email us at questions at RockyMountainGeekTank.com. Join the conversation on Twitter at RMGeekTank. You can also follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Tumblr for Rocky Mountain Geek Tank. Feel free to join the conversation. Look forward to hearing from you. Geek Tank is a production of Fox Blade Media as protected under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. Kevin Weigler is our engineer, and our music was composed by David Coyne. Geek Tank is funded by listeners like you. Please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Fox Blade. 
I'm Mike Davis, coming to you from the Twilight Zone. Good night.